Let's get no this comment. Started. I don't have a hollow head. Thank you. Or I don't know why I said thank you. <laughs> anyway, this is season one, episode 13, sectionals. And I don't I have a pun for this week. I was however, supposed to think of a pun. I would like to point out that I had a typo, and I know the listeners can't see, but you can see. I accidentally wrote sectionals. And That's I kind of disgusting. I thought it was funny. You perv. <laughs> Sectionals. Okay. It was a typo. The Hold C on. is next to the X on the keyboard. I'm thinking of a pun right now. I forgot to think of one beforehand because you were too busy insulting the size of my head. Um, Not the size, just the thickness. <laughs> sectionals, sectionals, sectionals. Sectionals. I sure wasn't sleeping on my sectional when I watched this episode because I was up on my feet <laughs> dancing. Okay, that was a good one. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Let's just, Thank yeah, you. let's, we'll go with that one. Comes naturally. <laughs> anyway, so, by the way, today, I'm wearing, and Nick was too, before I called it out, and then he took it off. We were both wearing red, and I specifically am wearing a red t-shirt in honor of Glee and New Directions. You know, they wore that for the performance of Don't Stop Believing. No, you're not. I should have worn it during the pilot, because that's when they actually wore them, but, um. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't a purposeful decision. I was just like, you know, know what you it want is? To tell yourself, honey. You know what it is? Because I just did another load of laundry today and I'm packing tonight for our trip that's in two days. And so all the clothes I like really want to wear, I'm packing. So I don't want to wear them now. So I'm wearing kind of the shirts I don't usually wear, hence this red shirt. Wow, and it's just a coincidence. Thank you for that backstory. That's a beautiful story. All right. <laughs> No, it's a funny coincidence. It that doesn't we both seem like it. Red. Okay, I have lots of notes. You told me you have lots of notes. Let's get started. Yes, well, before the episode began, we had the recap, and I just thought to myself, there was a lot that was happening in this recap, and I suppose that it's because it's like the mid-season finale, but they covered a lot of ground on that recap. I suppose they did. See, I but... didn't take any notes until like four minutes in, so... <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so... We begin the episode where we are reminded that Will is not allowed to go with New Directions to sectionals because he violated the show choir rule book when he slept on, opened that. up the mattress that he slept on. I don't either, but I still don't we'll get have it. to accept it. I wrote this later on in the, I literally wrote, I still don't understand why Shu literally can't <laughs> interact because late in, in a few scenes, he's like, all right, got to leave the room. It's like, you can't even interact with your Glee Club. What? But but also, as we'll see later, he's on the phone with Emma. Like, she's just his proxy. Like, he's still, like, they didn't really go through many lengths to actually bar him from any contact, you know? Like, if it was that serious, they would have done that. But also, like, he's not, I don't know. I guess it would make sense. See, if, if, a, if a football coach broke a rule, the football coach is on the field, like, aiding the team as they're playing. The show choir mm -hmm. coach... He just would have been sitting in the audience. I don't get it. That's true. It's so yeah, it's such a I stupid know. like plot device, and it bothers me. It really is. It's very stupid. But 
because of this, because he's sidelined from sectionals, we we see him talking with Emma. And as we learned last episode, Emma and Ken's wedding is the same day as the sectionals. As sectionals, I was going to say sectionals performance. I guess it's a performance of sorts. <laughs> and Emma makes a decision to postpone her wedding by a few hours in order to take Ooh. a little spot and accompany the New Direction kids to the Glee Club. And she tells herself and she tells Will that she's doing it for the kids. And that is ah, a crock of shit if I've ever joke. seen one. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I didn't write anything down it. until like four minutes in. So oh. you keep going. I didn't write anything until they start oh, okay. shit-talking Rachel. Yes, I, that was my <laughs> next note after the recap. But just had to put that important plot line to, to set the, the stage. Mm-hmm. And so then we see that a lot of the Glee Club, is, they know, obviously, that Puck is the daddy. And it's not Ben. Of Quinn's but... baby. Or of everyone. Anyway, that was a dumb I don't, joke. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we should be calling him daddy given Mark Sailing's IRL. Oh my god! Uh, issues. Let's retract those that those words. Anyway, but Rachel is kind of oblivious, or she's she's she kind of knows, but she no one's told her outright that Finn is not the father because they know that she's going to go tell Finn, and then the whole Glee Club will unravel. And so we see this playing out in a very funny, what do they call it? Party line phone call with who do we yeah, have? It was like we a four-way Tina, Mercedes, Artie. Then we got Brittany and Santana dialing in and Kurt. It was the whole crew. Yeah. And see, this is where I wrote my first note. They're all talking about how she's like, she blabs and she can't keep a secret. Artie referred to her as a total trout mouth. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this foreshadowing? Parallels. <laughs> and my next note also has to do with the foreshadowing because um, I, I think someone calls out Santana. They're like, oh, you're dating him. And she says, mm-hmm. sex is not dating. And then Brittany said, if it were, Santana and I would be dating. And I wrote, Ooh-hoo-hoo. and there was an awkward silence. Do we think, like, do we think they really built that into the script? Early on to set up, what's their ship name again? I forget. Brantana? No. Britana? Encyclopedia Britannica? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I think so. That that seemed very intentional, especially given like the awkward silence afterwards. It was like, yeah, let that sink mm. in. Like Santana was like, girl, I know you not just say that to these fools. See, I don't actually think that because Ryan Murphy created this show and I don't think he has the foresight to do things like that. Oh my God. It's all very haphazard, but I guess they had a lucky coincidence that they wrote that joke in in season one. Cause me yes. as a fan, I was like, what? I know I wrote that in all caps with the hard eye emoji. So uh, <laughs> was definitely living for that moment, knowing what what's to come for those two. And then Mercedes is fake as fuck because um, that when they're still all on the phone, she's like, oh, Rachel's coming. And as Rachel's walking mm-hmm. past Mercedes, she goes, hey, hot mama. <laughs> I live for that. I'm fake too, so I can relate. And yet, you, just yesterday, you were texting me about how you have a problem being too nice to people. So what is the truth? I can be fake to people that I know, which just sounds worse. Anyway, let's just <laughs> move on. Okay. <laughs> for those who are listening who are my friends, I will never be fake to you because you were a loyal listener of our podcast. So I am forever gracious for that. See, he's being fake right now because that's a lie. Not even. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Emma's with the Glee kids and they need to decide their set list for sectionals. 
And I'm just, I'm just like, how many times are we deciding what the set list is? Because every episode, I thought they were finalizing the set list. Yet here we are, the week of sectionals, and it still ain't finalized. And again, we have no and, sense of time. Like, is this the day before? Is this like a Friday and sectionals on Saturday? I don't know. I know. Oh, wait, sorry. Before we get to there, I had a uh, note. Puck was talking to, I think it was Quinn, and he said something about having a fight club that night. I'm like, excuse me? Like, what is this high school boy doing in a fight club? See, that's funny. Glee, I think Glee is at its funniest, especially in season one, with just the random lines that are thrown out there. Like, of course, Puck would be in a fight club. I know. But there's uh, drama and potentially another, or there was almost another diva off because Rachel was adamant that she had to be the one to lead the ballad and Mercedes was like, girl, like, it's not just you. I can like, I got the pipes too. Like you need to give me a shot. And Glee Club was like, yeah, Rachel, calm the fuck down. Yeah. And I wrote, Rachel really needs to mind her damn business. Cause I really want to give her MVP for this episode, but she's jeopardizing it. Yes. Cause all that behavior where she basically is like, do you really think you're as good as a balladeer as I am Mercedes? I know. But Mercedes then put Rachel in her place. She gets up on, I would call it a stage, but I guess sitting above her. On the she floor. Gets on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts singing. And I'm telling you, I'm not going. And she said I was to speechless. the she said to the instrumentationers. What's the word? Oh, yes. Musicians. That's the word. <laughs> Instrumentationer. Yeah. Uh, she said, do I even need to tell you what song? And she said, horns, strings, keep up. Keep up. I know. She ate that performance no crumbs she all the notes the emotion mm. i think this rachel is, was quaking this is amber riley's best musical performance on the show that i no. can remember uh i really can tell she's singing on set too i think just like i was gonna say i wish was singing on set with maybe this time yeah. i think this was another on set performance well actually i don't i was looking i don't know if she was singing it on set because it seems a little bit off, but I did think to myself, I wish I could have like heard her singing it live. I mean, yes, we did hear it recently when she was on the masked singer a few weeks ago uh, saying this, but you, you think she um, wasn't, you think she wasn't saying it didn't set? seem like it. I thought she no. was, if, she, if she's not, then she's a really good lip singer because it looked like she was struggling for air. I, so my dad, quick side story. He's like, was a sound engineer. He was a DJ back in the day. So he, whenever we would watch stuff, he would be like, they're lip syncing like I can tell and like he has become mm. like an expert on lip syncing and so I just kind of picked up on some of the cues from him um like when we saw Hillary Duff my first concert ever he was like <laughs> yeah that girl was lip syncing but apparently she was sick so I'll give her the benefit of the doubt anyway regardless she, Amber Riley slash Mercedes ate that performance up and Rachel was like okay damn maybe I was being a bit of a bitch and Love, loved how at the end she concluded it by saying thoughts Iconic line. And then Rachel, when she walked up to her and she was like, oh my God, you're really good. And then she made a comment where she was like, and although it wouldn't be my first choice, it's like, shut the fuck up. I know. That was unnecessary. Don't even, Rachel. Everyone would agree that Mercedes was better than you. So she rightfully got the spot singing the ballad solo at, at sectionals. Yes. And then we see conniving little Rachel. She's finally did the math. The math was mathing. And realized that Finn was not the father and that Puck was the father. And she goes and that like her little snake self goes and tells Wait. Finn that. <laughs> Wait, sorry. This was funny because she she um, approaches Finn 
And Finn is like, that was really cool what you did back there. As if doing the bare minimum of acknowledging someone's talent (laughs) is like super radical. Um, But Rachel says, and I quote, I just want to bring the team together. Also, Rachel, two minutes later, Finn, you're not the father. Completely tearing the team apart. I know. (laughs) And it was this, it was the first like 10 minutes of the episode where I was like, I know don't rain on my parade is coming, but I do not think I could give Rachel MVP because all the all the snakery that was going on in the first 10 minutes, I think it trumps that performance, which we'll get to soon. Yes. But yeah, I thought uh, it was funny. <laughs> I thought so too. I also realized that I definitely own that same American Eagle polo that Finn was wearing way Do back you in really? the day. So, oh, you did? Okay. I did not buy it because I saw him wearing it, but <laughs> I, I owned that same shirt. I used to only shop at Aeropostale and American Eagle back in the day. So We all did. We all one did. For photo. me, it was Hollister, so... Oh my God, of course. There's a photo of me, Christian Alley, my two cousins, Leech and Alexis, were all unplanned wearing shirts from Aeropostale that say Aeropostale somewhere on the shirt. Like that was, <laughs> this is a different time. These Gen Zers could never. <laughs> well, yeah, so Finn realizes or, or finds out the truth from Rachel and he beats up little, little Puck. They're in the glee room going at it. And then they're both confronting Quinn and, and Finn's like, admit it i want to hear you say it and she's just like oh uh, uh, like she's all scared um, <laughs> stop the act just, just come out and say it sorry was that weird a little <laughs> also i just i was just so tired of, like annoyed by her in that moment being like oh i'm so scared like I, should i, I not could say tell. it like <laughs> you've been lying this entire sorry i'll calm down <laughs> it's okay i want to take this moment to note too that again all of a sudden Shu is back in the glee room so what are the parameters of this like disqualification? He's just there. I thought you weren't allowed to be there because you asked Emma to be there and you walked out the room. It's very confusing. True. And also like there's not like the Glee Club Society of America or whoever's running these competitions. They don't have cameras in your Glee room. Glee They're Club not going to know if you're there. <laughs> like it's just all silly to me. It really bothers me because I just think it's so stupid. It is very stupid. And oh, I, I you just reminded me of another thought I wanted to to add but i can't quite remember oh Ugh. why was i low-key into finn getting a little aggressive i was like hold on finn what's the, the scene um, a different side of you uh i don't know what to make of that uh because i actually was like this is a bad acting more moment for Corey. because when he when he has that thing where he's like i'm done with you I, I, i'm done with all you i was like okay wow, not that King. But the parts <laughs> leading up to that anyway mm, i disagree so respectfully yes, now well, that's great that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> and the truth is out there and finn quits the glee, glee club like you just said with the, the poor acting and he was done with all of them and one then he go ah uh, what is it puck and confronts quinn right after this whole thing and uh, i know i didn't take any more notes till we got to the sh- to the sectionals competitions. okay well i just had a note because quinn literally says to puck i can't handle any more stress so i'm gonna raise this baby on my own and it's just like girl, girl boss you can't handle any more stress so you're gonna tell your baby daddy no he can't help you and just put all the pressure on yourself and remember it's also suggested that quinn is still living with finn and I don't know if we'll get another confirmation of this, but I know, again, I got to make a reference to the finale every episode. It's not till the finale that her mother says, come back and live with me. So we still have 
nine more episodes of presumably her living with Finn and his mom. So how's that going to work now? I don't know. Would love to be a fly on the wall at the Hudson house. But yeah, so then New Directions arrives at two, at two. <laughs> arrives at sectionals. Finn has been replaced by our, I would say a problematic fave, but he's not. <laughs> our problematic worst, or least fave, <laughs> Jacob Ben Israel. I love how a kind of questionable decision making on Shu's part because it suggested that Shu is the one that invited him to like be the stand in and didn't think to ask him. He didn't think to ask Jacob like what his performance credentials were. Cause he shows up. He's like, I have really bad public anxiety. Um, I can't sing. And Emma's like, you know, just stand in the back and sway. We just need a 12th body. No. <laughs> and the way he gets on the, the bus and like slides next to Rachel and you see her looking at the window, like, at like looking she needs help so that was quite funny but also very uncomfortable no it's very uncomfortable like rachel is being targeted by jbr not jbr jbi um yes their couple name would be jbr because her initial would get added to it uh but she's jacob getting... ben rachel <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know but I feel bad for her like she's putting up with legitimate yeah. sexual harassment from this man or from this I know. boy I guess encouraged by Mr. Shu and Emma themselves. But yeah, so they're at the sectionals and they see the Jane Adams girls come out. And lo and behold, the two numbers they perform are And I Am Telling You, and they could not even hold a flame to Mercedes with them vocals. Yeah. And I have to say, I loved I love that they added booty shaking to And I'm Telling You. Because on the final <laughs> no, note, it was, they I all turned that. around and started shaking their asses. <laughs> and one thing I also wanted to note, so, uh, when they first get to sectionals and they're just like convening and talking, I forget what the exact scenario is because they didn't write it down. But this is the origin of the the meme of Rachel smile fading, like that gif of her like going like that. I haven't seen that. Ah, uh, okay. Well, for me, it was a moment, so I noted that. But anyway, <laughs> yes, Jane Adams stole the numbers, did the booty shaking. Yes, they came out in wheelchairs, did Proud Mary. Not a single member of, of their glee club is in a wheelchair. So that was even worse than the, the New Directions number. Yeah. And the kids are in the audience like, okay, we're screwed. And then we see them back in the, the vestibule all scared. So Emma calls Will and Will says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out. So he finds Finn in the locker room. Because you're skipping his locker way ahead. You're skipping way ahead, I think. I'm following the Wikipedia, and I'm pretty we, sure that's not way ahead. Did we not mention the Haverbrook performance? The meeting that in comes the green after, room? That, that's, that's way later. We do Jane Adams. Okay, continue. And then the, but I guess I did skip a few <laughs> notes. The, uh, when Emma called, oh, no, no, you might be right. Mm-hmm. I blame Wikipedia. Don't blame me. Okay. You asked so me to do the plot. Mr. We also see, we also see, uh, have a book. For, well, we don't see them. We hear them. And I have to say, um, oh, wait, 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 wait. We're both confused. We're <laughs> both so confused because here, okay. Reset. We got to reset. Here's my sequence of notes. I made the comment about the booty shaking to, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you my next note right after that. Is Will saying in Sue's face, I'm going to expose you for the fraud you have become. So that presumably 
would have taken place oh, yes. after the phone call. So I think you are right. And I should just shut up. It happened after the phone call and was, he was on his way to find Finn when he ran into Sue and confronted her. Yes. yes. But this was yes. before Haverbrook. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> sorry about that, everybody. Live confusion. Um, but then, sorry, I'm going to take the reins here for a moment. <laughs> uh, Emma, who was enraged about this, she confronts Eve. I don't remember her character's name. Sorry. And Grace Hitchens. Grace Hitchens. And I don't remember the Haverbrook teacher's name either. The one with the offensive deaf jokes. Mr. Rumba. I forget his last name. Yeah. Dalton Rumba. Yes. Uh, so Emma confronts them at like the food stand because she's a little upset. And um, she's basically going off about how she's like, you know what? How dare you? You guys are educators. I would have thought better of you, especially with your disadvantaged kids, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, this is my favorite Emma moment so far. She had very many valid points in this whole call out. And she said it confidently as opposed to her normal Weasley self. But I did think it was weird. Let me know if you think this is a joke. But when she um, when she looked at what's his name, Rumba, when he looked at when she looked at him, uh, she said, "I hear you're performing. Don't start believing." Okay, was that I wrote a joke? That down too. Or I don't. I don't genuinely know. Genuinely misspeaking, and they didn't want to. I was, it. I was confused as well. I don't see it in the error. Oh, yeah, I don't see it in the errors. So maybe I, it was intentional, but it was weird. Know. It's kind of funny though. It's like don't do not start believing. <laughs> um but yeah that whole call out i yeah i, I kind of liked it and then rumba calls deaf racism at one point that I know. was funny like <laughs> was ableism not like a widely known term back then I, we I just couldn't know. call it deaf racism or was that like a, a ryan murphy choice like, i just <laughs> i don't know i, I thought confused. it was funny i thought it was funny do you have anything else to say about this confrontation no, I literally have those same two notes. Don't okay. start believing in deaf racism. So okay. I love that. Because the very next and shot, we cut to back in the auditorium when Haverbrook is performing. They're performing Don't Stop Believing, aka Don't Start Believing. Oh my God. I don't know why this cracked my shit up so much. You guys, I wasn't drinking or anything. It was kind of late at night, but this shit made me like laugh out loud. There's a shot of a man sitting in front of Rachel like <laughs> blotting his eye because he's tearing up as they're performing and then it focuses back towards rachel and she like does the massivest eye roll oh my god i hope that shit was so funny and then she stands up she's like meet me in the green room in five minutes like oh, boy, she was yelling <laughs> i know <laughs> i guess haribook couldn't hear her though when she said that honey what oh my god am i being deaf racist yes definitely <laughs> jesus christ definitely. anyway <laughs> don't even start i'm so sorry the new directions kids yeah. meet up in the green room and they're like okay well obviously someone we have a mole hashtag netflix is who is the mole <laughs> who leaked the set list <laughs> okay anyway we see the, they're trying to deduce who the mole was and they're like well obviously it's the cheerios like britney and santana and it was a very sincere moment from santana where she was telling them how glee club is the best part of her day and she wasn't going to go about messing that up i thought that was very sweet coming from her she's usually like pretty cold so that was a warming moment from her yeah 
And then isn't that and... when Brittany's like, it was me? <laughs> yes. Brittany admits <laughs> that it was her. Immediately ruins all the heartfeltness of the of the, the, the scene. And then they're like, okay, well, we need to figure out new a new set list for to perform in like a few minutes. And I died when Artie's like, I can do my my deaf poetry jams. Like, <laughs> what is up with Artie trying to be like a black person? Like, I don't understand where this is coming from, but it's making me very uncomfortable. And it's <laughs> it's a, a consistent thread throughout most of the season so far. <laughs> Not that only black people can do deaf poetry, but like, come on. I know. Also, what's with the deaf racism that permeates this episode? Ha ha ha. It's D-E-F, not D-E-A-F. I know. That was the joke. Oh, okay. I'm just funny, sure, right? You're white. You're white. So I was making sure you were It was aware. a funnier joke than Emma's don't start believing, I think. If that even was a joke. Let's just move on. <laughs> anyway, so yes, they decide that even though Mercedes killed it at, and I'm telling you I'm not going, that Rachel was, would be better on a fly. And she said, I have a number I've been practicing since I was four years old. <laughs> And we all know what that is. We'll get to that in a minute. And they decide to close with somebody you love. And they're like, okay, well, like, what's like our, our group number? And I guess we didn't really touch on the scene where Will talks to Finn, but Will talks to Finn and convinces him that he should come back to Glee Club because they need him to win. Mm-hmm. And then Finn walks into the room with sheet music and it is, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. Which is so on the nose because... Will yeah. says in that conversation at one point, you can't always get what you want. It's like, oh, I know. Okay. And the light bulb went off. I know. I was a little I confused by Quinn's comment too when she's like, okay, let's do somebody to love. But they didn't, like the way that, that Don't Rain in My Parade and You Can't Always Get What You Want was presented. It was like, okay, you did those two numbers and then you're done. So I was a little confused as to why they're like, oh, there's another group number. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. It's yeah, best not to inquire too much into these things, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> but once Finn shows up and they give Jacob Benazriel the boot, he said, uh, <laughs> what did he say? I was hoping to get into Rachel's pants. That's what he was hoping to do by, by joining the Glee Club it's at the second. It's given harassment. It's disgusting. Yeah. Good riddance, Jacob. JBR, as you as you called him. <laughs> and then we see Rachel Berry living out her dream. Or honestly, Leah Michelle living out her dream, <laughs> thrusting open the curtains and starting to sing her number, Don't Rain on My Parade. And I think, I ha- yes. I have to admit, she, she, she killed it. It's her number. It's the number I think of. I think of Rachel Berry and Glee. I, I think Leah Michelle was born to sing this song, like you said. Well, obviously, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, I don't know you guys there's there's something about it I still think this is like one of the best covers in the whole show because it's also like iconic like you remember Mm -hmm. Rachel and again it's kind of like the storyline that bolsters it you're like oh shit their set list was stolen and like in the moment they need to come up with something and Rachel just like pulls this song out of her ass and absolutely kills it so I think that mm-hmm. that's what makes it a little bit more iconic. And then the moment when she gets up on stage and she says, I'm marching my band out. And then the rest of New Directions come yeah. down the aisles. I just think that, see that I don't know what your takes are on this. It's the son of a sound engineer. But I was like, was this song live? I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to whoever snuck their camera into Funny Girl and then recorded this number so we all could hear her sing it live for real because she ate on that Broadway it sounds stage the too, same. Yeah, it sounds the same. She just does an immaculate job. And it's, like yes. I said, it's one of the best covers in the show, I think. And got herself a standing ovation from the crowd. So we loved that. 
And then they went into, you can't always get what you want. And to me, it was okay. It was, I wasn't like in love with it, but what killed me was all these people in the audience awkwardly like getting up and yes. dancing like all off beat. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to address that. First, I wanted to say you could definitely tell that the choreo for this number was last minute because <laughs> it was very basic. <laughs> but yeah, I wrote in my notes, I want to know the type of person who's showing up to these high school show choir competitions because this crowd is lively. Like, <laughs> it, it can't all be families, right? Like there's got to be members of the public that come and they're like, Ooh, I'm into this. Yeah. You guys, they were standing up, dancing, clapping. When the number was over, it was like jumping up and down, standing ovation. <laughs> so whoever is coming to these, they love show choir. Yeah. They love it. They do. They're big fans, but I, I can't forget. I guess I did kind of skip this because it happened in between the numbers, but the scene that you said you actually really liked and thought was genuine when Emma is on the phone with Will, when we see Will sitting in the glee room on the phone and mm-hmm. he starts like crying and tearing up. Is that what you mentioned a few episodes ago? I said that. Yeah, you said like that was a moment where you generally like were okay and understood Will's tears. Was that one scene? I think so, because he's proud of his kids. And like it is it is cool. Like I said, they they were faced with a real issue and they all came together and they figured it out. And so I'm like, I would be proud too. Shit. Yeah, but they figured it out without him, you know, like they don't need him. Anyway, That's I don't know. The I have point. They're for unified him. as a club. But did he unify them or did they unify on their own? I mean throughout the course of these episodes. They did hmm. they did the problem solving on their own, but like as we see at the end via a number that they prepare, it's like, well, she was there like the captain of the ship, so to speak. Hmm. I don't know. Something to think about. <laughs> anyway, you get that reference? Yes. Okay, good. Monster. <laughs> and so then we see the judges. And I for- completely forgot that Anna Camp was a judge for <laughs> this episode. For the the, the, oh the Ohio, whatever you want to call it. As like, she was what, Miss Ohio 2006 no. or something? Fifth runner up for Miss Ohio 2006 or oh, some shit like there that. We go. <laughs> and she has the absolute funniest line in the whole episode. And she's talking about Haverbrook. She says, they weren't singing. They were like honking. <laughs> <laughs> so out of pocket. So funny. <laughs> But I also felt like her character like had some similarities to I know Elizabeth Banks' character wasn't a judge in Pitch Perfect, but like similar a similar vibe I think between Candy whatever her last name was and Elizabeth Banks' kind of. character commentator in Pitch Perfect. But and also the state controller, the comptroller, yeah. It it goes you can say either one it's interchangeable. But yes, oh. they were there and she got was schooled. like, um, say her she name. Made some- Say her name, Donna Landry's. Know. She's fucking iconic. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> she said, what, I have no idea what any of this is. My boss told me that I had to come here. <laughs> She's like, I do not Didn't like she call Jane Adams girls a bunch of high hoes? Like hoochie she- hoes. <laughs> She's shaking their hoochie boots hoes, around like a it. bunch of hoochie hoes. <laughs> she is so funny um she's like if i had to pick a group i hated the least she is funny (laughs) she was very funny she was like the definition of i do not want to be here at at all yes and um 
So yes, they were in the room deliberating, and then we see Grace like try to like make good and, and go talk to the judges, but they made up their minds. And it is not revealed until the end, but implied that New Directions took home the trophy. Yes. Which they deserved because the other two flopped, even without knowing that they cheated. But oh. then we, so apparently, according to Wikipedia, I don't know how good this is with the sequence. So correct me if they're wrong, but it says Will then confronted Sue and promised to, to cause her damage. Um, cause like her she's damage? Done and, I don't remember. I'm trying this. to read this, but yeah, <laughs> I don't recall. See, that's the Wikipedia, anyway, you guys, the Wikipedia plot summaries, it's confusing because sometimes they, they break paragraphs down by like A, B, and C plots. Sometimes they go chronologically, and sometimes they're too general to be helpful. So you get real yes. lucky when the Wikipedia entry is actually very helpful and in sequence and everything. <laughs> I agree, but we're we're nearing the home stretch here. Mm-hmm. We We see... Where does Will run into Terry again? Where does this conversation happen? When he's getting ready for Emma and Ken's wedding. He's at the house yes. getting dressed. He's like in his tux or some shit. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And she shows up early at work because she said, I took off early because I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> she's acting like the retail job is like, she's an executive at a nine to five where she can make her own decisions. I'm pretty sure you can't just be like, I'm tired. I'm going home. If you work at sheets and things. <laughs> well, I guess she's what the assistant store manager. So maybe she could oh, like, maybe. Like, work in the floor yeah. or a cashier, but still. And she's just acting like she's a changed woman to to Will, like automatically. Like again, we have no clue how much time has passed since the reveal and this exchange. But she's like, I'm I'm seeing a therapist and this and that. And thankfully, Will's not having any of it. And that he tells like he doesn't feel the same way he used to when they like first fell in love and like we're, we're together. Mm-hmm. And of course, Terry's not happy with that, but whatever. And then I wrote, this is the saddest looking wedding ever. Like the <laughs> establishing shots of what is it like the the lodge hall or whatever it's it is. It's like an Elks Lodge at. or something. Yeah. Yes, Elks Lodge. And um, we see Emma in her dress from I Would Have Danced all night is that the number the wedding dress yes. that she picked yes yes she's looking sitting there stunning, all just, yeah i guess oh. looking stunning but also very very despondent and will's like like where's everybody what's happening like where's ken and she's like at home presumably and she confesses to to will that ken ended their relationship because he knows and she knows and will knows that emma has feelings for will and vice versa and she said i just felt like she was still being delusional in this moment because like well they both were being delusional because will was all surprised when emma said that ken dumped her like are you are you really that that oblivious and then emma's like well i i did it for for the kids I'm like girl no you didn't like you can stop lying to yourself now your fiance's already called off the weddings like what good do you have to hold back and then we see something disgusting if you want to say what that what that was. I don't know. Um, you guys, I felt a very dark pit developing in my stomach when I was watching <laughs> this scene. No, no, not for the reason you think. Oh. Because uh, I was feeling very bad for Emma during this scene. And what? then I realized, I literally took a note. I said, holy shit, all of my notes for Emma that have been positive so far this episode. Um, because I wrote, here's the things I wrote. I said, First of all, this is kind of sad, Loki. And two, I said, good for Emma for not giving in when Will. So she gets up, you know, she 
she gives this this whole speech. I actually thought she was like copying to her actions. Like she told him that obviously it wasn't for the kids. Like it was for him and and it's always for him. And and I actually thought, I mean, it's a little hyperbolic, but the fact that she's like, I'm resigning because I can't be around you. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. big of her. And then when she oh. gets up to leave um, and Will literally grabs her arm mm-hmm. and says, I just left my wife. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And she's like, you, yeah, you just left your wife. You really mm-hmm. like, we can't just jump into something like you need space. And and I, I don't know. I was really team Emma during this whole scene. Surprisingly. I thought it was kind of sad. Like it was just sad watching her realize finally, again, this is what I've been wanting all season. She needed to wake up and finally see that what she was allowing herself to feel was toxic to her mental health and to Ken. And she finally did. And it was just sad. It was just sad to watch. And the fact that she said no to Will, even when he basically was like, well, come on, baby, I'm here. (laughs) I was like, Honestly, Emma, good for you. And then Will had the audacity to, he really had to step in it. As she's walking out, he says, you make a beautiful bride. Will, shut up. I know. Like, she is obviously very sad. And I think admitted some very, like, very vulnerable things to you. And you're just stepping in it. Like you grabbed her arm and said, I left my wife. Now you're saying, you make a beautiful bride. Shut up. I think he came out very poorly in this scene. Yes, he did. And I, I guess I agree with like her, like after the grab, I left my wife thing, her, her still saying no. But I thought it was a bit dramatic that she quit her job. I don't know. I get that it's like, you'll see Ken and Will around the halls, but also what if you have students that you were counseling that, you know, needed you and you're just like, okay, bye. Okay. Fuck them kids. You got to put yourself first, honestly. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Good for her, I suppose. Not really. Okay. <laughs> and then we're back at school and Figgins has had it figgins found out about sue leaking a set list and he's he's in the room with with will and sue and he suspends her he said there was an orgy of evidence stacked against (laughs) you which made me laugh and yeah so he suspended sue effective immediately she's not no longer coach of cheerios and will is now back in his role as director of new directions and i just had trouble figuring this out because will was not i thought that this issue with will sleeping on the mattress was a separate thing from this so how does figgins have the power to reinstate him as the i don't know see i don't know i told i've been saying this whole time you guys it's confusing (laughs) they did it just for plot purposes it makes no goddamn sense i was not following at all but yeah so sue's sue's pissed and then did I miss anything in that scene? By the way, I don't did you I did. mention that she has been kicked off as being the Cheerios coach? Yeah. Oh, I must have been sleeping when you said that. Sorry. Ah, uh, wake up. Mentally <laughs> sleeping. I was I was examining my notes and just having kind of like a dilemma, and we'll get to that dilemma very soon. <laughs> okay. Well, the <laughs> uh, one of the final scenes are is in the Glee room when they're the kids are all gathered and Will's there and he's back and. Like always something to show you, and they show the trophy, which is a big ass trophy for sectionals. Pretty big yeah. sectionals. And they have a number to perform for Will, and it's My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. I forgot and... the song existed. 
completely forgot. And I know. I was like, this is like, it, I was like, oh, very much like a, a, a product of its time because that song was like every Old Navy, every Coles, they were playing yeah. a song when you were in there shopping. I mean, that's but, Kelly Clarkson for you. I'm sorry. It just is. I mean, her yes. first album kind of slaps, but everything after that is Old Navy music. <laughs> yes. Does that mean well, I don't I, know all the words? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was confused because I was like, what are these cowboy hats? But then I realized as the number went on that they were doing like callbacks to a lot of their other performances, which I thought was really sweet. Oh, really? See, I didn't realize that because in my notes, <laughs> I was like, this choreo is all over the place. Pick a genre. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like when S- Quinn and Santana and Britney were doing their the little number, like little dance oh. move, it was all moves. And then the, the guys from Confessions, It's My Life. They were doing all their different like dances. Oh my god! I know that's actually kind of genius. Oh, that would make sense. Why like the that wasn't there humping at one point? Yes, they did that. Yes. Oh Oh my god! And then Rachel, (laughs) she slapped some more asses. Was that a callback to last week? Yes. Oh my god. Okay, now I feel bad for like coming for this number. I was like, (laughs) this choreo is all over the place. (laughs) I was so confused, and then I'm like, okay, wait, that looks familiar, and that looks familiar. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's a callback. And then Wikipedia even says the dance moves are a combo oh. of the dances from the other songs that they performed so far. So that was That's, that was pretty cute. That is interesting. And I, it's funny, though, because I did write in all caps, Rachel loves slapping asses. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, damn. I love a real-time reveal, revelation like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then as the numbers going on, we see the the wheels turning in Wins in Phil, Will's head, like, huh? My life would suck without Emma. I need to stop her from leaving the school. Like, are we serious? This the is way sl- too on the nose. There's the shot of him slow motion oh running down the God. hallway. <laughs> that was funny. And her dramatic pause at the end of the hallway, like, who's there? Who is it? Yeah. Who could it be? And yeah, Will's running down the hall, chase after her, and then they kiss. <laughs> All right, excuse me. You're being they dramatic. Kiss. It it was, was kind of weird though because it was another one of those like the man kind of I don't want to say forces the kiss but he's the one that like leans down and kind of I guess presses mm-hmm. her to kiss and that's where the episode leaves off so it's supposed to be a cliffhanger because like we said this is this was the like the mid season break for the show mm-hmm. so cliffhanger I mean I know what happens but yeah. <laughs> oh you do wow yeah yeah I huh who'd have thought yeah. Anyway, what an what an episode. I feel like quite a lot happened this episode. This and some good numbers too. Yeah, this is I mean, I I've t- I talked this up beforehand. I think this is the best episode so far. I mean, the pilot is a good episode, but it's also kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. So, I still think this is my favorite episode of the season so far. Up it's until just the finale. Yeah, a lot happens and I don't know. The performances were really good, even though there was a very few amount of them. Very few amount. Yes. Very small amount. Close yeah. enough. Well, would you like to share who your MVP was for this episode? Oh, I, don't we usually do performances first? Oh, do we? I don't know. I saw MVP down, but sure. Okay, good. Um, oh, are you not ready yet? You yes, guys like me? I told you my dilemma. <laughs> um, the dilemma is coming. The best performance is and I'm telling you, which was tough because Don't Rain on My Parade is like iconic, but mm-hmm. I just think Amber Riley absolutely kills And I'm Telling You. And I couldn't 
I, and I'm telling you to listen to the song because it's the best <laughs> performance of the episode. That's for sure. I know. I feel like <laughs> both of their vocals were like incredible, but I just felt more from and I'm telling you that I did from Don't Rain on My Parade, you know, like I felt yeah. it felt more powerful to me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So and as for the my, worst, my best. OK, good. As for the worst, I see I wrote down my life would suck without you because the choreo was confusing. But now that you explained it to me, I feel like I can't put it as the worst. So I'm kind of tempted to just say N.A. for the worst this week. Yes. I After you scolded me last week of the week before, we said, you don't have to put one if you don't have one. All right. I have decided not to put one for worst. OK, I wasn't scolding you. I was a, it was a friendly reminder, maybe not so friendly reminder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was scolding. Anyway, all right, time to shine, bucko. Who's, who's your, MVP? your MVP? No, I asked first. Who's your MVP? I had Finn Hudson. Oh, I, that's interesting. Yes, out of left field. Well, none of this could have been possible without Finn, and it was very big of Finn to put aside the feelings he had against Quinn and Puck to come back to this glee club knowing that like they couldn't really do it without him. And while the number was pretty immemorable, unmemorable, anyway, unmemorable, unremarkable, that too. I still think that he was key in reuniting the Glee Club and helping them get their their win. So That's true. I gave it to, to Finn. Is it my All turn? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else's okay. turn would it be? So here's my dilemma, you guys. I really, really wanted to pick Rachel. I thought I was going to pick Rachel heading into this episode because of Don't Rain on My Parade and that whole storyline. But she was acting such a fool and such a snake in the first 10 minutes. I was like, I can't do this because it's too much. And then I was thinking about putting, what's her name? Donna Landry's. I was thinking about putting her because she's so fucking funny. And I was like, no, like I can't just put a comedy bit character. And then I really had to face again. That you put dark... Harold before when he took I an did. L for the drugs. I did. So but then I really had to come face to face with the dark pit that had grown inside my stomach. Oh, no. You guys, the dark pit that had festered inside me while I was watching this episode. And I, the, the, my voice from episodes past echoed in my head, You're like so a dramatic. wild bat in a cage. And I was like, Oh my God. I know I said I would never do this. And should I stick to this? I don't know. But at the end of the day, you guys, I'm just going to go against my word. I'm the biggest hypocrite in all the land. You can pull the audio file from whenever oh, I, I said will. this. But I think my, M <laughs> my MVP is Emma Pillsbury. <laughs> like, I don't wow, know what's wrong is... with me. I don't know what's wrong I with me. I don't either. But I'm questioning I a lot. Here's Okay, hear me out. Here's my justification. Here's why I've decided to go back on my word where I said I would never make her MVP. Let's hear it. I think now, again, I was pulling based off of data I'd collected in my head like six years prior. Okay. It's been a minute since I watched this show. And yes, while she has been very annoying this whole season up until now, I'm kind of thinking like she deserves to get MVP because she wasn't annoying this episode. She made some very valid points when she was confronting Grace and the rumba guy. I felt very bad for her in the scene with Will. And she, but I felt proud of her for being like emotionally mature and, and saying those things that she said. And so I'm like, fuck. I think she deserves it because she might not ever get it again. 
And she actually you say that now. She actually had the stuff this episode to be MVP. So you know what? Fuck it. Emma Pillsbury is my MVP for episode 13 sectionals. I'm sorry. Questioning everything I know about you right now, but you know, you felt very passionate. You gave quite the speech there. So this is what I wrote last night. Oh my god. I said, I honestly don't why know LOL. And then in all caps, why am I tempted to put Emma help? <laughs> <laughs> I was really having a dilemma last night, you guys. Yes. Well, good for you. I'm glad that that was very big of you to put Emma as your MVP this episode. Thank you. We both grow now, you know. I suppose. I put Sue as my LVP. She wasn't oh. really in this episode, but her awful actions caused lots of conflict this episode and i'm glad that she was finally you know y'all know i love sue but i'm glad she was finally you know kind of shown the consequences of her actions like she was suspended as from the school and as coach of the cheerios because what she did was really messed up all because she has a vendetta against will and his hair she finally admitted some reasoning for why she hates will because she wants the money that's being funneled towards the league club to be spent back into the Cheerios, but they still have a huge budget. So like that isn't really much of a motive motive right there, but yeah, I just thought she was being awful for leaking that set list and her conspiring and the glee club's downfall, but who got the last laugh, Sue, who uh, got the last laugh? See, that's kind of why I put her as LVP a couple of episodes ago. Cause she was just being so mean and she didn't have enough funny lines to balance out the mean. <laughs> But that's interesting. She's not my LVP. Will's my LVP. Oh, I saw who yours was. Because he had lots of L moments this episode. And, you know, let's just move right into the Will Schuster cringe hour because of it. Lots to choose from. Again, it could have been when he was running slow motion down the hallway. It could have mm-hmm. been that line. Hold on. I wrote it down. I want to make sure I get it right. When he was yelling in Sue's face and he said... What did he say? Where is it? See, it took so many notes. It's hard to find. Oh, he said, I'm going to expose you for the fraud. You have to come. That was a lot. But I think at the end of the day, I have to pick when he was just emotionally manipulating Emma, calling her a beautiful bride, grabbing her arm and saying, I just left my wife. Where's the subtlety, bro? Yeah, there was lots to pick from. So initially I wrote the grab because I really hated the grab. The grab. I I hate that I'm calling it the grab. He loves grabbing women. He does like grabbing like Rachel Trump. by the shoulders and shoving her in her seat. In her seat, honey, am I wrong? Um, I don't think he's grabbing down there. Anyway, and then, but I had to pick when he was running down the hall to Emma because it just—he was just so desperate in that moment. And I think the reason I hated it even more was because the song was what kind of got into his head and was like, "Oh no, like I need to go find mm-hmm. Emma." So I just—I really hated that. Wouldn't it be funny if we got like a blooper reel moment? Of him slipping in slow motion. Oh, I wish. I would laugh my ass off. But anyway, I guess that brings us to the end. What? Oh, you guys. Speaking of bloopers, you want some trivia? I stay forgetting about trivia, even though I actually find it really interesting. I find it really interesting. So I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. It's just like my bladder gets the better of me. And I'm like, oh, you got to pee, 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 pee. And then I forget. I'm still waiting for a media moment style intro to trivia when is that gonna happen hey when i got a minute maybe i'll, I'll record it, it okay? and i'll send it to you how about that i'll do it i for would you. actually you insert it i would actually love that i would love to see what you come up with 
I'll, I'll ponder it. Anyway, so fun fact, this episode was supposed to be the last episode of the first season. And I was thinking mm. that to myself when I watched it, I'm like, this feels like a finale. It doesn't feel like a mid-season finale. I feel like lots, there was lots of clothes. Of course, there were some cliffhangers, but it felt somewhat final to me. So interesting that that's how it was like written. Mm-hmm. And then they were given the additional nine episodes afterwards. And let's see. Okay, some of the trivia, like I said, is not, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> but who's Brooke Lipton? Is Why is this of note? It said, while the new directors perform, you can't always get what you want. Grace is watching them. To her right is one of the choreographers that Corey, oh, that choreographs clean real life. Whoop the fucking do. We need to fill the audience. Let's get the crew in here. Um, this was the episode that Leah Michelle submitted for a 2010 bid for the Emmy for lead actress in a comedy. Hmm. Interesting. It's interesting to me who like which episode everyone chooses. It's been different episodes. I think Will's for every was the flop. Will's is definitely the biggest yeah. flop. I don't know. Again, like Rachel wasn't very funny this episode so i don't i don't mm-hmm. know yeah she must want people to see her singing don't rain on my parade honestly oh, probably <laughs> yeah this was the final episode of the 2000s decade how sad how final oh that's right yeah and then this is the only sectionals competition in which rachel sings i don't know enough about future episodes to huh? confirm this but you might <gasps> oh okay i actually think I mean, obviously it's true because it's in trivia, but I think that's right because the season two sectionals is when Santana has the solo and she does the cover of Valerie, the up-tempo cover of Valerie mm-hmm. by Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. I think that's season two. And then in season three, I don't recall, but I mean, if trivia says it, I guess it's true, but that's very interesting. Yeah. Yes. And then I don't want to close on this. Maybe I'll find another piece of trivia to say. Uh, so apparently, Jamie Mays wasn't giving the script about the kiss in order to keep it real. So like this, where she ew. like stops and like looks like kind of stunned with Will running towards her. She doesn't know in her head as an actress that Matthew Morrison's wait, running what? down over to kiss her. That seems so unnecessary to me. Again, everybody thinks they're Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, just read the script. Your job is to act. And so also the fact that that choice was, like, taken away from her by Mm -hmm. the producers, I guess. It's like, just let her act surprise. I don't think we need to, we need to, like, jump a kiss on her. her Like, it wasn't that big of a moment for her to, like, be in the dark of, you know? It wasn't a huge reveal or anything. Yeah, you need to pick another piece of trivia to end on because that's very, (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Let's see. And then... I mean, we already discussed this, but it does say this episode gives the first hint that Santana and Brittany have been hooking up. See, there because of the whole sex is not dating line. So, yeah, foreshadowing things to come. Yes, that's it. We need a fondue for two foreshadowing. Oh my god, yes! I can't that's wait for that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay. So now we're at the end of mm-hmm. episode thirteen. You guys, like we said before. We are about to go on vacay. We're leaving in about 48 hours, right? Yep. Yep. And so we will be returning on November 1st with episode 14, Hell O. I say it like that because it's Hell-O. Hello. And yep, we are meeting 
Jesse St. James for the first time during that episode. JSJ. Can't wait for that. It'll be a good episode. It is a good, good episode. Numbers. I'm, I'm telling you, see, episodes 14 through 22 of season one, it's like a rock solid run of episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot happens. There's some good performances. We meet new people. It's going to be a great time, you guys. So make sure you come back in two weeks after our break. And wish y'all us all better. Time. Yeah, y'all better. And while we're gone, how about you follow us on Instagram? Tell your friends to follow us. You know, I'll just say this. Sometimes, some of our episodes, we're getting more listens than we do followers on Instagram. So that means some of y'all are, are listening and not following. So come on. Even if it's a courtesy let's, follow, that's fine with me. We'll take it. We'll take it. And don't forget to leave us a review. We still have not reached enough reviews on Spotify for it to be public. And someone, one of y'all gave us a one star, an Apple podcast. We want to bring that up. Listen, it's haters. There, it, I must have an enemy in my life that has it discovered probably a new podcast. Jenna Ushkowitz or, 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 or Kevin um, McHale? Kevin. <laughs> Or one of them. <laughs> I think I must have an enemy from my past that's discovered I do these podcasts because Exhausted also got a one star review. I'm like, none of my friends will be leaving a one star review. Oh, that wasn't an enemy. That was yours truly. You're kidding. No, you didn't because you went back on Apple and you wrote a nice review to counteract the one star review. From a different account. Oh, my goodness. What was my burner account? I'm uh, kidding. It wasn't me. Yeah, no. So whoever you the, believe me briefly, whoever the hell you are, that's doing that. We're coming for you. Not really, but no, someone will. But that wasn't nice. Anyway, anyway. let's wrap this shit up before we hit the hour mark. Um, goodbye. It's <laughs> see you soon. Not see you. Don't miss us well, too much. Well, you'll see. Uh, you won't see us. Well, either. you'll hear next us time you see soon. us, we'll be saying. Next time you see us, we'll be saying. Hello. That's going to be an easy pun to do. Yeah, they made a pun of the episode title, so we can't pun the pun. Anyway. Okay, well, we can still make puns. There's, We have two weeks to figure it out. You say goodbye. I I say hello. Yeah, I got to pee, so we're going to (laughs) go. Goodbye. See y'all.